This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Christian Perspective on the News. It's a Friday. We're off to connect with Dr. Peter Hammond, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, the William Carey Bible Institute. Good morning, Dr. Hammond. Good morning. You know, there are so many reports that come in the news that you wonder just what do you respond, how do you understand this? The Bible says we should not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Here we have Charlize Theron, an accomplished international actress, even won an Oscar for a role in Monstan. She made some pretty derogatory statements about a mother tongue Afrikaans, saying it's only spoken by about 44 people. That's not particularly intelligent comment. In fact, a recent survey, Statistics South Africa uh, 2019 General Household Survey, listed the most popular languages in South Africa. And would you believe it, Afrikaans is number three and English is number six as far as the home language goes. Number one, 25% of South Africans speak Zulu at home. Number two, 14% of people speak Kosa at home. And 12% speak Afrikaans at home. So Afrikaans is the third most popular home language in South Africa. And English comes in at a fairly modest sixth place, even though it's more like the uh, colloquial a language um, that's been elevated to the general spoken language in the public marketplace in South Africa. But in fact, um, Afrikaans is a vastly more popular home language in South Africa. And so Charlie Strun's comments don't seem particularly intelligent and well-informed as far as that goes. But there's so many reports that we are getting ready indicating breakdown of government and failure at central level, such as the... Uh, Human Rights Commission now receiving complaints about the um, local community of Infolini, which looks after Vrenikin and Vanderbilt Park and other important areas like that, where there's terrible um, pollution, where uh, sewage pipes have broken and are overflowing into cemetery where people are literally walking uh, in some places knee-deep in sewage-polluted water wow. in these areas, and uh, they even calling on the Defence Force to, to uh, intervene, National Department of Water and Sanitation, and yet somehow the municipality is incapable, unwilling to intervene, so that it's even now gone to the Human Rights Commission. You wonder how bad must things be for, for something like that to happen. And then you see the uh, Gauteng Health Department deciding to demolish a hospital in Kempton Park, which has stood for how many decades? And um, they're talking about demolishing it and building a new hospital. And so instead of just maintaining the existing hospital or improving or fixing it, you know, demolish it and build a whole new one. And at the moment, and this has been delayed now year after year after year, while Kempton Park residents uh, and people from Spartan and Berkeley North, and uh, uh, they are continually being referred to Tendisa Hospital, which is over full and is 20 kilometers away from uh, at Kempton Park, and sick patients are unaffordable, unable to afford the uh, rising taxi uh, costs. And their decision to close the hospital, which was closed in 1996 to 1997, was because it was underused. And now uh, there's not enough health services in the area, and you just wonder, uh, what are people that incapable of planning doing in leadership in municipalities and, and the provinces? Then you get other examples of unbelievably short-sighted corruption. 
as such as Mpumalanga. Uh, taxpayers are expected to fork out millions for the construction and police guards, full-time 25 day police guards, and exorbitant monthly utility allowances for luxury complex for uh, the um, provincial leaders in Nelspruit area. And uh, they started off with this idea to save money, and it's already cost over 600 million rand mm. to provide luxury accommodation for provincial officials under in a gated community. This from a government that said that having gated communities was racist and uh, elitist, and now they're building that for themselves, for their premier and others, and it's already over budget by hundreds of millions of rand, and it's still not completed. Deadline for completion was 2018, pushed to 2020, pushed to 2022, now pushed to June 2023. And this is the kind of, uh, they can't provide basic services for their communities, but they are able to uh, provide massive 31 luxury homes, large recreational areas, swimming pool, gym, office security, and expect the police service, Southern Police Service, to provide 25 security uh, for their private homes and security complexes, mm. absolutely staggering opulence uh, when you look at what they are expecting. And uh, uh, all of this 20,000 square meter complex uh, set up just for provincial officials, so much for representing the people and uh, caring for the poor and providing for their needs. And then you see the part of the basic education, talking about gender-neutral bathrooms for primary schools and preschools, for goodness sakes. And uh, why are they talking about 30 million rand budgets to provide gender-neutral bathrooms in primary schools and preschools, pushing their insane gender confusion uh, guidelines and ideas? Uh, it's like the lunatics are in the, uh, running the insane asylum, and you wonder, basic education, is this really needed in primary and preschools, when they're having trouble providing basic education um, itself and getting distracted by things that are hardly necessary or helpful. Corruption stories continue to come in, uh, and then you've got the Impolini local municipality, who have their bank accounts frozen because Rand Waters attached order to the courts for an outstanding debt of 1.1 billion Rand for water. Infolini has been collecting people's rates and taxes, but they can't pay the water services. And Eskin has granted a court order against the bank accounts to freeze bank accounts because there's 1.3 billion rand outstanding debt for electricity. So these municipalities collect the taxes and rates and uh, and don't pay them pay their water bills or electricity bills themselves. Mm. We've got to pay the municipalities, but they somehow don't pay one else. And now their accounts are frozen. They're not able to pay salaries. They can't make payments to debtors um, uh, in the, as they head into December and so on. This punishes residents and taxpayers for the maladministration of local governments. And you wonder, is this meant to be serving the people or is this actually meant to enrich uh, corrupt criminals? This is why it's so important for us to have a worldview. Everyone has a worldview, a way of understanding the world. And, of course, there's <clears throat> rival worldviews, secular humanism, Marxism, New Age, and so on. But every worldview is part of ideas, and ideas have consequences, and ideas have very far-reaching consequences. And those who understand the ideas that rule the world will have the opportunity to influence the world of ideas. 
which is why the Bible tells us, Colossians 2, verse 8, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and defective philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. And the Lord warned us of the danger of building a life on the sand. We need to build our lives upon a solid rock, the rock of the unchangeable word of Almighty God. And when the rain falls and the flood rises and the winds blow and the storm rages, the house, the life that's built upon the rock will stand, but those built upon the sand will collapse. And the problem we've got right now is most people do not have a biblical worldview. In fact, according to surveys, less than 10% of churchgoers have a biblical worldview. Mm. Vast amounts of people, according to uh, uh, surveys in America, for example, 75% of people view socialism as the best economic system. And over 60% of people believe that if what you believe hurts somebody's feelings, then it's wrong. And a tolerance of what the Bible describes as perversion is, is um, uh, rising. Um, in many ways, there's intolerance for the views of, of the Bible and tolerance for any kind of perversion all the way through to blasphemy. The Word of God says, do not be conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of the minds. It's so important that we understand the world and that we understand the times and that we know what God's people are to do, which is why African Christian Action has for 32 years been organizing biblical worldview summits to encourage and equip and empower Bible-believing Christians to understand the times and know what we should do, understanding the world of economics and entertainment and education and all the different areas of life that, that affect us. And so, uh, at the beginning of next year, January, we will be having our next Biblical Worldview Summit, uh, 5th to the 12th of January. And if people are interested, they just to contact Christian Action, uh, either info at christianaction.org.za or visit the website uh, christianaction.org.za. That's the voice of Dr. Peter Hammond. He's the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Thanks for the way you brought us Christian Perspective on the news this morning. Here's to a great Friday and a peaceful weekend. Thank you. God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.